Hello everyone and welcome to the 10th episode, Find Your Voice Asia. Turn your fear into your best friend with Abel Wanamako. This is a privilege and an honor to be sharing an amazing story of Abel's. That is an amazing holistic communications coach and founder of the Find Your Voice Asia movement who built this arm from being an international presenter, news anchor, and MCE. With over 15 years of experience, Hong Kong-born US-raised Abel Wanamako is a media talent with the ability to work across a wide range of platforms, including TV hosting, news presenting, emceeing for any type of function, script writing, and voiceover work. She is an award-winning coach as the founder of, of Find Your Voice Asia, being named as Asia Women Leader 2019. Her journey with fear was very challenging at first. Abel decided to get fear to become her best friend in disguise, allowing her to be pushed by it and thus preparing her for a magnificent international career. I personally am very inspired and empowered by Abel's fantastic vision and mission, and I will let her Tell us more about this fantastic movement of Find Your Voice Asia, because it is really important to learn how to be authentic, to express your voice. And it is with such a deep gratitude that I um, share her mission forward. Welcome, Abel, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Roxana. Thank you very much. Can you please share with us, Abel, what made you start your wonderful, international, very complex career? <laughs> uh, you're talking about uh, coaching or presenting? Because coaching, okay, coaching is uh, obviously online now. Um, so you talk, are you talking about my initial career as a presenter or, or as a coach? Well, whichever you want, because it's, it's amazing. You have two <laughs> to choose from, whichever you like right. more. Um, so, okay. Hello, everybody. Just wanted to say hi. And uh, once again, happy to be here with everyone. And uh, I do apologize. I'm going to turn off the beep beeps in my computer now. So no more interruptions. Uh, but uh, my background as a, because I started as a news presenter, and then it deviated into TV hosting and also uh, stage MC, where I host like conferences and events and things like that. And when I first started, it's really just local. And when I say local, I started my career in Thailand, but I'm originally from Hong Kong. 
and I grew up in the U.S. So uh, I think for me to be able to do what I'm doing now, it allows, it requires me to have good language skills. Otherwise, it's hard for me to grow my, my life and my career in a foreign country. But um, I started my international career, I think it was because I was ready for it. I have done MC TV hosting uh, for taped news and live news for more than nine years. And then of course I had some uh, travel show hosts under my belt, but it wasn't until maybe like the eighth or ninth year into my career in the field of mass communications that I felt that, okay, I have accomplished local market. I can perform trilingual, which is Thai, English, and Cantonese Chinese because of Hong Kong. What am I doing now? Like what I want to do now? And, and I was the one that said to myself, and this has nothing to do with any person or anything. It was just a self-talk. I, I told myself that, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm doing, I'm ready to, to travel abroad. I'm ready to host events internationally. Like I just told myself, I'm ready. Uh, nobody was going to stop me um, because my children were getting older. My husband was becoming more and more understanding and flexible about what I love to do. So it was a personal decision. And I think within four to six months after I decided that I can do or I wanted to do an international, I got a call from Singapore. And I mean, this is just how universe works sometimes, you know, that it's a, uh, when you tell the universe whether, you, I mean, I'm not telling anybody, I'm just saying that I'm ready. And then I honestly, out of nowhere, I got a call from Singapore asking me to host a trilingual event. And I was the perfect fit for that particular job. And my career started internationally then, yeah. Wow, yeah, you are so right indeed. Most of the times it's only a decision. We are a decision away to right. create magic because this sounds, I don't know how much you believe in the law of attraction, but it yeah, does sound do. magical. Yes, wonderful. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. And yeah. can you please share with us what was your relationship with fear originally? Originally, my relationship with, with fear is that it's just something that haunts me. Um, I think the first time I really felt fear was the first time I had to go to uh, school in America, in Ohio, after I just moved there from Hong Kong at the age of 10. Uh, the plane ride was excellent, fun. You know, I was just 10 years old, so I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that we were moving from Hong Kong to the U.S. But the first time of me going to the school, that was my first initial um, deep, deep fear. I'm not talking about just like, you know, like going downstairs to buy candy, that kind of fear. I'm talking about really deep dreading. I don't want to go to school because I don't speak the English. I don't know anybody. I'm in a totally new environment. I don't understand the culture. It's like everything I don't understand. Um, so initially I would say I didn't really have a relationship with fear. It was something that I hated. It was a feeling that I hated, but it's not, it's not like you're aware of this feeling either when you're 10 years old, you're just, you're just feeling it. You don't wanna to go to school, but your parents say you have to. 
So you have to learn to deal with this sense of fear. Um, and I think the, the getting accustomed to being outside of my comfort zone all the time is what allowed me to feel more and more comfortable with this feeling of uh, fear or fearful. And I guess like everything in life, when you have more and more experience with something that is almost constantly in my life, of course, it's not constant. There are times when I feel okay to go to school, even though I had like one friend or I had two friends and that I would be regularly being made fun of by, by other people for being different and being an outsider and being Chinese. Um, I still kind of got, you get used to it. You get used to having that feeling and then it becomes kind of like, okay, it's part of your life. And then when it becomes part of your life, the, 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 the reaction to the fear is less lessened, less and less. So it becomes more like, okay, I have to go to school. I have to accept the situation, whether I can articulate that or not as a child. I did accept that I had to go to school because I had to go to school, right? And I did accept that many, many people don't like me because I'm Chinese, yeah? Um, only because of my physical appearance, right? And um, yeah, I just kind of got used to it. And then now that I'm older and older, I, I definitely call fear my best friend because I would not be as successful as I am today if I did not treat fear as my best friend. Wonderful. So it was kind of an explanation. <laughs> Wonderful, Abel. Thank you for sharing this with us. You got a lot of flexibility of behavior because obviously you didn't want to at first. It just came because you had to. However, yes. it has prepared you for a magnificent international career and this is something that you should be extremely proud of. And I know that you are because you do have an outstanding work ethic. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, when you're younger or less experienced, you tend to focus on like, why did this happen to me? Life is not fair. Why did my parents have to move to US? Like all of these um, more like pessimistic or negative feeling because you don't understand. But as you get older, and as I start to understand life in general more, um, and experience more people, talk to more people, and understand that everybody goes through their own story and their own journey, and that nobody is nobody is uh, exempt from suffering because it's part of the balance in uh, trying to strive for peace, right? If you don't suffer, there's no really need to strive for peace, I think. So there has to be that little balance. But just like you said, if I didn't have many, many things, that kind of almost like pushed me into a, a corner. That's how I felt, you know, being pushed into a corner and being and, and feeling like I didn't have a lot of choice. Um, it made me very flexible in how I talk to different types of people, being in different situations and um, being very flexible, adaptable and understanding of life in general, which which is one of the key reasons that I can be successful even in a new country that is not mine. Yeah. 
Wonderful. This is very empowering to me because as I am very attracted to an international career as well, knowing oh. that you did it, you made it and with such a great success, despite fear, despite all sorts of hardship. And by the way, with two kids as well, this is yeah. truly inspiring. And I know that our audience is already very curious to hear more about how you began this amazing movement of Find Your Voice Asia. What is the story behind it? Okay, well, um, thank you so much. I'm sure a lot of people have much uh, more difficult lives than I do and who are more successful than I am. So I, I try to stay humble in that aspect. Um, but Find Your Voice Asia is the uh, transition uh, because I'm still, I am still uh, presenting and hosting. Um, but obviously during COVID, there's a lot less work in that field. Um, but three years ago, I started my coaching arm, which is Find Your Voice Asia, which is a communication coaching service that I offer because I do consider myself a great communicator, um, having to deal with speaking in front of uh, a camera, you know, reading news live, and also being on stage hosting events, or, uh, you know, hosting travel shows. So these are all different types of uh, communication. Communicating with a camera is different com from communicating uh, with live people. And because of the confidence that I've grown and because I had people actually come up to me at conferences um, and ask me to coach them without me even thinking that I am able to coach, they almost pushed the, um, the idea into my head which was an opportunity for me to deviate from what I existed, you know, what I have been doing, which is one straight career as a, you know, like a, a mass communicator or entertainer, whatever you want to call it, uh, into coaching. And then the, the videos that I wanted to do uh, that I invited Roxana to, to join, which is the Find Your Voice, uh, which had become a movement now. Thank you so much to so many wonderful people who decided to join is because First, I was tired of hearing my own voice. Um, one voice has limits, right? Uh, and, and, and if I found my voice because of my life experiences, I want to hear other people's voices. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman, men, children, anyone, because everybody is trying to find their voice and they define find your voice in a different way. So of course it was, for marketing purposes, my company is called Find Your Voice Asia, but my movement is called Find Your Voice. And what I do is I ask my guests, what does Find Your Voice mean to you? And that's all I did. It's just one question. And I get amazing answers from different people all over the world. Some would be more uh, obvious answers that is directly related to, oh, well, I do this work, which gives me a sense of pride. So that's how I find my voice. And then some people talk about having the courage to go from being just a mother and a wife to, you know what, I want a career for myself to help build something for myself. You know, that's finding your voice for some other woman. And then some other people would have deep spiritual um messages of what it means to find their voices. So for me to just uh, ask one question and hear so many different types of answers helps me to grow, helps me to understand 
what it means for other people to find their voice and just the sharing and meeting new people and connecting, especially during COVID um, has really expanded my mind. Uh, and I'm just so like happy that so many people are supportive of this movement and they send me their you know, 15, 20 second videos telling me what does find your voice um, mean to them? And it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been really, really empowering and, and educational for me. It actually was very empowering to me as well. I was, although it is in a way obvious to connect to yourself because it's the only way that you can live a truly fulfilled life. Being able hmm. to share my voice in that miniature video was a very strong impact. I got aware of so many things. It's like journaling, it's like writing things down. And when wow. you hear yourself talk about uh, what is your mission in life, I took it very yes. deep when you asked this question. Yeah, It was actually revelatory. And if you would like to, can you please tell us, what does it mean to find your voice to you? Oh, thank you for asking me that. Um, it's wonderful to have somebody else ask me that question. Finding your voice to me means to not worry too much about what others think of me and that I can choose to comply how I want to live my life. Even though others want what they think is good for me, I'm at the age in my life where I have learned enough, where I understand myself enough, where I have overcome enough of things where I can choose and decide for myself what it means to live the best version of me. And I have always worried too much about what people think of me from maybe from the conditioning of uh, uh, being a, a little girl in society, maybe a, a female, you know, that, that kind of tells you like, oh, don't speak too much, you're a girl, uh, you have to be more proper, maybe more quiet. Um, or also because I, I, you know, when I was 10, I didn't really speak English, right? I moved to US when I was 10 years old. So I stayed quiet for a long time because my English wasn't good and I wasn't confident. So I didn't speak a lot. And um, there was a lot of things that was holding me back and worrying too much about what others think of me was the biggest thing. And I was always the person who was willing to give and give and give and give hoping and wishing others will like me because I give to them. And let me tell you right now, if I don't give you anything, you should still accept me for who I am. You don't have to like me or dislike me. I exist. I am. And I'm very confident and happy about where I'm at in my life. So, and I don't need to belittle myself or play myself down anymore like I used to just to make other people feel comfortable around me because I was too successful for them or whatever it is, the insecurities that other project onto me, right? So I care a lot less about other people's voices and I am very comfortable now in my own being and being myself. So that's what finding your voice means to me. I know that's quite long, but I can make that shorter, but <laughs> that was like an explanation of it. Yeah. 
Thank you for sharing this, Abel. This is really empowering. I got some shivers when you said that <laughs> I exist. Oh, and thank that's you. enough for me to be yeah to be yeah. there to not be liked not be disliked i just am that yep. is as simple as it is it's as powerful and i'm enjoying your quote you use be heard be able it's direct <laughs> it's to the point yes it makes people think okay I um, I have a voice and I need to use it because many of us, I, I believe that not only we get caught up in life with all sorts of activities. Oh, yes. But <laughs> indeed, as you said, society may tell us to be quiet. Maybe a look that someone gives us at a certain point may make us try to be more little and less expressive. And I remember uh, me growing in the village in a right. very traditional way, being mm -hmm. told that I need to be really mindful of what other people think of me. I would need to make compromises with my own uh, dreams, with expressing myself, just to make sure the neighbor would look at me in a beneficial way. I don't know to whom, but not to me. <laughs> and right. this, is, this is very, very empowering. Thank you very much for sharing this with us. Can you please tell us how can people, how can our audience join this great movement of Find Your Voice? Uh, thank you for asking that too. Um, I would love to invite uh, anyone who is watching and if you want to share how you feel to come to Find Your Voice Asia on Facebook and you can message uh, us there. We're also on Instagram under Find Your Voice Asia. I mean, it's all the same name, Find Your Voice Asia, and uh, except for Twitter, which is Find Voice Asia. But um, send us a message and tell us that uh, you want to join. And then, you know, my team or myself are happy to send you the details of uh, what you can do to join. You don't really have to do anything except for to send me, um, you know, like a 15 to 20 second video about what does find your voice mean to you. And I would love to hear from you because I would love to hear your voice as well. And I love to learn from other people. So yeah, thank you. Wonderful, Abel, thank you. And I am sure that our audience is going to click on all the links I'll be posting below this podcast on social media everywhere. It is as easy as it seems to simply Say your truth in 15, 20 seconds. It mm -hmm. is as deep. Do not let yourself be fooled by those uh, few seconds. It was an impact to me. And another thing I would like to, to ask you, Abel, you work with children as well. I barely hear people working with children in this industry. And could you please share your advice to young people when it comes to communication? What would be the number one thing that they should focus on? 
Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, very coincidental because I, I, I used to think that I do not have patience for children, even though I have two boys. But um, it seems like the clients, they, they come and find me by themselves, even though I wasn't trying to get children clients. But children, actually, the ones that I work with comes from ambitious parents, okay? But um, so, so they tend to be more aware of what is expected of them. And they are very receptive to what I teach them. Uh, but what I find with, in general, uh, not my clients, in general, children are obviously using a lot more uh, phones and uh, computers and watching, you know, a lot of shows. And they, I communicate less with my children, I think, talking-wise. And I think it's very important for any family, and I'm not speaking as a coach now, I'm speaking more as a parent, is that you have to define certain moments, for example, over dinner. And usually dinner is a time where you gather to share your day, to share your feelings with each other. And it's very, very important that you connect in a human way with your children um, and let them know that you love them, you care about them, but there are, there are guidelines, you know, so you cannot use more than four hours a day. And if it's a school day, you can use it two times two hours a day maximum and that's it you know the parents have to set limitations um it's not like oh i love my kids and let them do everything that they want that's called spoiling uh and then you will find that your child will become um defective <laughs> I, I say that defective because there will be ways of thinking that is not beneficial for their functioning in society um, so that's what I would suggest is that you find very, very important times where you connect with your children and for kids out there, try to be more disciplined because I think that's a problem, uh, lack of discipline in how you use your time, where you put your energy. And if you are still a child, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but if you are hours and hours on a phone, your eyes will get tired, right? You start to do this, you start to <gasps> yawn. These are all signs that your body is telling you to stop, put your phone down and don't play with it. Go play and exercise outside. Um, you have to listen to your body. You have to be more aware because there's too many distractions in the world. And sometimes parents, because of their love or because of their lack of understanding, they also just let the children do whatever they want and it's not healthy. Um, but, and, and the reason I'm saying this because I don't want you to suffer as I had suffered. And let me tell you, I might look wonderful, uh, you know, fresh, have makeup on, you know, nice shiny hair and things like that. I, I look great now, but if you saw me a few years earlier, it would be a different able. I, I was uh, very different. So I have gone through a lot. What I say comes from my personal experience, come from my observation of other people and nobody is exempt from suffering. And I'm saying this because I hope that something will resonate with you so that you will suffer less and have more peace in your life. That's the whole reason that I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. Wow. I loved this message so much. 
suffering is real. Mental pain has been a very huge issue for a lot of us and for me as well. I barely got to see outside of it uh, crawling over the fence. And indeed, wow. once you get disciplined, I really think that this is the secret, if we can call <laughs> it a secret, to having the success in our lives, whatever success means to us. And yes. Abel, would you say that discipline is also the secret or the key to balancing your two children with your international uh, career? Um, I have to say that discipline is definitely something that um, has been drilled into me since I was a child. So discipline was never, ever a problem in my life. Um, and I thank my parents for that, for providing structure uh, in my life and for protecting me um, because I didn't really have a childhood. So I was uh, working all the time. But um, Discipline is, I mean, many times we forget things and whatever that we forget, sometimes we call it a secret because we have forgotten them. Um, and discipline is one of the ways that I use to help balance my life that helps me to, um, to be successful in the way that I want to be because of my aspirations and everybody's aspirations are different. And um, like, once again, I'm not telling you also that you need to think like me or be like me. Um, I'm just trying to share messages uh, of what I have been through from my life. And if you could pick up some of these messages to use as a tool in your life, such as discipline, and you probably need to ask your parents, your friends, what does discipline mean to you? Uh, is it like, making sure that you exercise at least an hour a day, four days a week, that's discipline to me. Um, and also having a routine so that I spend so much time on the computer, but then I always take a break and I don't forget to eat. Um, or is it like making sure that I always go out of my house? You know, that you have to develop, develop a routine where you are not too absorbed into any one task and that you are giving yourself a variety, you're, aware of your body's needs to relax, to not do anything and be bored. That's another discipline that I would suggest. Be bored, enjoy being bored, allow your mind to rest and don't think about anything. That's great, that's a great discipline too, yeah. This is like a breath of fresh air. Everywhere <laughs> you turn, anywhere you look, people want to grab your attention. People tell you to be active be proactive but indeed what about taking a break what about being <laughs> bored just uh, letting your mind rest for a while i love this abel so much i have been learning a lot from you today i am very grateful i am sure that our audience is inspired and empowered by very direct and easy to put in practice advice. This is my style as well. Can you please remind our audience where to get in contact with you and to also enter this fascinating world of sharing their voice, of finding their voice? 
Yes, so uh, my website is findyourvoice.asia, all in, uh, you know, one word. So F-I-N-D-Y-O-U-R-V-O-I-C.asia. That's my website. And we have a lot of programs in there that you can look at, free things, webinars. Um, and if you want to reach us, go into contact, go into um, Facebook, Find Your Voice Asia, Instagram, Find Your Voice Asia, or Twitter, Find Voice Asia and contact us there and we're more than happy to help you. Um, my style as a communication coach is not only to teach you the practical things about how to present yourself and how to be a better speaker, but most importantly is how do you communicate with yourself? How do you choose to think and to try and remove any limiting uh, blocks that you give to yourself? And that's the, um, the deepest parts of how I hope to help my clients is to help them to go beyond our ego and to find the peace within us. And this movement that um, I have generated is just like an initiative to ask you, what does find your voice mean to you? Then you will start to ask questions and analyze your thoughts. And you will also be more aware of where you are in your life as well, just with one simple question. So thank you so much, Roxana, for, for allowing me to share this on your platform. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Abel. When you get to talk with Abel, when you get in touch with her, you will not only be around a master of communication, but you will also find a very genuine, a very authentic soul that may get communication as a tool with healing. This is how I see it, because as you dip more and more into your being, as you conquer that ego, which I am on a way of doing as well, you only get the best version of yourself yeah ego indeed. is also a friend if you master it <laughs> indeed. if you really control you then you are you are its slave so yeah yes indeed and what worse slavery than in your own in your own mind right yes yes and, and Roxana, may, may i add one thing i'm sorry yes. may I add one thing is um, I wanted to give this analogy for people who are still listening, is if you want to grow, like for example, imagine if you're just a little flower on a grass bed and the flower has the mind of a human and it wants to grow, grow and grow and constantly growing. Eventually one day, the flower will be bigger than the trees, it will be bigger than everything around, it will cover the ocean and eventually it will cover the sun and then everything will die. So wow. if you, you have to imagine that that is not part of life. Uh, you can never continuously grow. You grow and then you have to have some setbacks so that you understand uh, how far, how much, you know, how, how much you can grow, patience. Um, there are limitations to our energy, to our time on this planet. So all the things that people may say about, oh, you need to grow, you need to learn, you need to do this. Yes, of course, we always need to, but you also need to give yourself time. You also need to understand that there are certain things that is not natural, that is not possible, that is not correct. For example, I grow, I get older, exactly the same time as you. Just because you're younger than me now doesn't mean you're growing older, same as me. 
So one day, all of us have to die, no matter what, whether it's young age or old age, we all have to die. Nobody is exempt from that. So there are certain things that are just part of nature that you need to understand. So in, when you understand all of these laws of nature, life will be easier for you. And you will know that, okay, I cannot push too much all the time. I have to just go with the flow sometimes and understand that there are progress, there are setbacks, there are challenges, there are growth. And then, you know, there are what you call failures, but they're all just part of experience and part of life. And I do think that that's very important to, to share. You cannot continuously grow because you will eventually kill everything around you. Yeah. Thank you so much for adding this. Very empowering as well. I am loving this. I'm loving the analogy of, okay, at the end of the day, you are covering everything and then everything around, around you simply disappears. Thank you for sharing this. This was very much needed. As I was saying, in this society of overachieving, always doing something, having a lot of tasks and uh, getting your to-do list uh, checked, this is ultimately not, as I believe it, maybe you agree as well, not the purpose of life to continually get everything done as we also need to huh, take a breath once in a while. We need to always remember our breath. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not, not just once in a while, but I know that's not possible as well. You know, we are, there are times when we have to function, we have to go with the flow of society, but then we also have to, to go back to ourselves and to, and to give to ourselves, yeah. So it depends on what you're trying to strive for in life or you're just trying to be, or you're just trying to do your best, doing what you love. And so always just listen to your heart. Your, your heart is always right. Your heart more right over your mind. Yes, so listen to this first before this one. Very beautifully said, indeed. Yeah. Thank you once again, Abel. This was wonderful and revelatory once again. I really appreciate this. I appreciate your availability. And I want to wish your son happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, your kids are the cutest ever. I love each photo you post with them. Yeah, they're pretty good boys. <laughs> they're pretty good boys. Yeah. I uh, want to thank our um, friends on YouTube for watching us as well. Thank you to everyone who has been a part of this empowering message from Abel. Thank you once again. I'm very grateful and I cannot wait to yes. see you. your beautiful movement of Find Your Voice grow more and more each week. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to share on your platform. Very, very appreciative. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye.